Today we're going to have a different type study. Instead of taking a verse and studying it, we're going to take a story. I remember when I was first interested in Bible study, I decided to study the way Jesus met and talked with people. And I went to the book of John, which presents Jesus as God. And I began to look for stories of his encounter with people. And the first one I came to was John chapter 2. And I want us to take a look at it today and see what's in it that will benefit us and see how the story represents what God would like to do in our lives. It begins that it was on the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Number three in the Bible speaks of the Trinity. And as we go through this story, we'll see that Jesus is going to do something really supernatural. And I want to remind you that the supernatural works of God done on earth are done through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit works in our heart, it's, it's a miracle when he shows us what needs to change and then he changes it for us. And so it was on the third day, which is significant, and he went to a marriage. Now, why do you think the first place he went to appear as God was at a wedding? It's just my opinion that he went there because that's the first institution God created. He created marriage in Genesis. He made a man and he put him to sleep. And he took a rib out of his side and he created Eve and God brought Eve to Adam. I heard someone say one time that he didn't take Eve out of his head or his feet because he's not meant to lord over her nor walk on her, but they are to be side by side and walk together as one. And so he went to a marriage to introduce himself to the world as one who could perform a miracle. I also think marriage is the perfect picture of our union with Christ. I remember when I met my husband, I respected him. And then as I spent time with him, my love for him grew out of the respect I had for him. And after we got to know each other, we decided we wanted to spend the rest of our life together. And so we went to the church and we set our vows and we pledged to each other for riches are poor in sickness and in health until death do us part. And we were committed to those vows until death took Sam six years ago. And I believe it's the same way with our relationship to God. Someone tells us about Jesus. And when you learn about him, you have to respect him. And then when you understand what he did for us, you have to realize how much he loves us. And then we love him because he loved us first. And then one day we make a commitment we ask him to come into our life to forgive our sins and to be our Lord and Savior. 
And then just as in marriage, we become one with him. He is in us and we are in him. And so here we see the first ministry that Jesus had on earth. Uh, he was there with his mother and his disciples. And when they wanted wine, they went to the mother of Jesus and they said, we have no wine. Now, if you have a party, a wedding service in the east, it may last two or three days. And you don't want to run out of wine. That's disgraceful. And then she said, uh, the mother of Jesus said, they have no wine. She went to Jesus and told him. Verse 4 has always troubled me until someone said, Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. I've never understood that. Because in today's language, if you say woman, that's almost insulting. But apparently the people who have researched all this say this was his way of saying, from now on, I will have a public ministry. I will no longer live in Nazareth with you. I will introduce myself to the world. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now, I just love that. That just simplifies the whole life. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he tells you to do, just go do it. And if we could only learn that lesson, when we study the Bible and God tells us to do something, just do it. Or if he tells us not to do something, just don't do it. Now, there was set out uh, six water pots of stone. Six in the Bible is the number of man. It was on the sixth day that God created Adam and Eve. Water pots are made from clay. Man comes from the dust of the earth. And so the six water pots that were set out represent man. They were after the purifying of the Jews, and they contained two or three firkins apiece. They were there for the Jewish people to wash their feet and wash their hands before they ate. Jesus looked to the servants, and he said, Fill the water pots with water. And they did it, and they filled it up to the brim. And then he said unto them, Now draw it out and take it to the governor of the feast. Now that's almost a dangerous thing because they didn't need water. They needed wine. And so to take water to the governor of the feast, they might have gotten in big trouble, but they just did it. They took it to him, and when the ruler of the feast tasted the water, that it was wine, he didn't know where it came from, but the servants that drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And I love this. He said, every man at the beginning of a party sets forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse is given to them. But you've kept the best wine until the last. So the wine that Jesus turned the water into was absolutely the finest wine 
that any of those people had ever tasted. And I think it's funny because if, if you have a party and you serve wine, you do serve your best first. And then when people have had enough to drink, if you serve the bad wine, they won't notice it. So what's new and what's changed? Now that's the end of the story. And so what does it have to do with us? Well, we've been talking in all these episodes about the fact that God's purpose for us is to conform us to the image of his son. And as I look at this story, I see these six water pots as, as people. And they just contain common everyday water. But God doesn't want us to be filled with common everyday water. He wants us to be the best that we can be. And to me, this is another picture of God taking us and through a miracle, changing us on the inside. Because God wants his children to be the very best in this world. And I think when we allow him to change us, to conform us, and to make us into the people he created us to be, and we allow him to control us with a song in our heart, a thankful attitude, and a cooperative spirit, we can be used by God to make a difference where we are. So think about it. We're just an old clay pot filled with common, ordinary water. And the Spirit of God wants to come along and replace the common everyday life we're living with a life of miracles. And it is a miracle when trouble comes my way and heartache enters my path. I can have a song in my heart. So thank you for listening. Please pass it on. God bless you and have a great day.